You asked, we answered. Many of you have asked that each show on the Man of God Network be transitioned to its own RSS feed on iTunes or the podcast app that you use. We've heard your request. Each show on the Man of God Network is now available on its own unique RSS feed. This makes it easier to search for previous episodes, yet all of our shows are still connected on one channel. You can find this by searching the Man of God by CBT Seminary channel on iTunes. If you've enjoyed our content, please consider subscribing to each show on the Man of God Network channel as we move content over. And thanks for listening to the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We have moved our focus from England to the English colonies but we're still looking at particular Baptist beginnings in the 1600s. Now, it would be easy to assume that the religious environment was the same in both Old England and the New World, but that would be a mistake. Since each colonial settlement was established on separate terms and with a different mix of leaders and settlers, their religious situations varied widely. That meant that particular Baptists faced differing challenges and opportunities depending on where they settled. The Plymouth Colony covered what we call Southeast Massachusetts. It was settled by Puritan separatists, the famous pilgrims, who fled religious persecution in England to find a place to worship God as they understood it from the Bible. They wanted others who would later join them to share their basic beliefs, but their separatism made them willing to accept some differences. And so they allowed some anti-Pedo-Baptists and Baptists to live within their territory. Henry Dunster, the president of Harvard, who had to resign because he denied infant baptism, well, he retired to situate in Plymouth Colony. In the far west, of the colony, John Miles and the Swansea Baptists were able to make a permanent home in the 1660s. So you can see there was a measure of practical toleration. But the Massachusetts Bay Colony, which contained much of the areas we call Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire, and Connecticut, was operated differently. The largest portion of the early settlers were staunch Puritans who left England in what is called the Great Puritan Migration of 1620 to 1640. About 20,000 of them settled in the Bay Colony with a leading goal of establishing themselves as a Christian model for the rest of the world. This left them intolerant of anyone who disagreed with their church and state model. So Henry Dunster was forced to resign his office and was removed out of the colony. Roger Williams was even more radical, though, in his religious ideas. Arriving in Massachusetts Bay in 1631, this Puritan had been ordained in the Church of England, but now espoused complete separation from it. 
He argued for religious liberty and also denied that the civil rulers had a right to enforce the first four of the Ten Commandments. After much controversy, Williams was banished for sedition and heresy. Leaving the colony, he overwintered with the Wapanoag Indians before finally settling at a place he called Providence, Rhode Island. Williams wanted liberty of conscience to be a foundation of the colony, and so Rhode Island, quote, became the first place in modern history where citizenship and religion were separate. In 1638, Williams and about a dozen others who had been convinced of believers' baptism formed a church. This is generally considered to have been the first Baptist church in the New World. Other Baptists, both particular and general, came to the freedom of Rhode Island. The Dungan family we have already studied was one of them. Soon, a particular Baptist church was founded in Newport. In the following years, they divided several times over the issues of the laying on of hands and whether Saturday or Sunday was to be celebrated as the Sabbath. But this was a freedom to disagree that wasn't available in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. In 1644, the Bay Legislature passed a law requiring Baptists to be banished. Things did slowly begin to change, however. By the 1660s, a small group of Baptists met in Boston, and they even built a modest meeting house in 1679. It was immediately shuttered, but later allowed to open. The colony had established the Congregational Church as the state church, and this wasn't legally removed until 1833. Connecticut's state church was dissolved in 1818, and New Hampshire's in stages in the early 1800s. Until then, regular persecution in the form of fines, harassment, jail, and even banishment were all felt by Baptists and other dissenters. One of the early members of the Boston Baptist Church was a man named Jacob Barney. He is my ancestor, ten generations back on my mother's side. His father, also named Jacob, brought his family to Salem from central England in about 1630 or soon after. Jacob Sr. became a prominent freeman in Salem and actually served as one of the deputies for the court trial of Roger Williams. But a few years later, it's clear he was becoming more open-minded, and perhaps his son's mind was changing about the same time. For in 1668 or thereabouts, he joined the newly formed Baptist Church and then moved into Plymouth Colony near Rehoboth. Later, he moved again and pastored a church in Swansea. In 1681, the Boston Baptist Church baptized William Screven and several others, all residents of Lower Maine. The next year, Screven was ordained the pastor of a newly formed Particular Baptist Church in Kittery, Maine, which took the 1689 Confession as its statement of faith. He also spent time in jail for saying that, quote, infant baptism was of the devil. But generally, the church was left in peace. However, with the coming of the Indian Wars, many of the congregation were led to move to South Carolina in 1696. There, they established the first Baptist church in Charleston. 
The Anglican Church was the established religion in South Carolina, and so there was some persecution at first for the Baptists. It would be almost a hundred years before there was the free exercise of religious worship. The New York and New Jersey colonies both favored the state churches of either the Netherlands or England, depending on who was over them at the time. But these state churches were not established like in Massachusetts. At least one Baptist church existed for a time in Flushing, New York, but the pastor was banished and books supporting his views were outlawed. Pennsylvania, which today in or which then included what today we call the state of Delaware, was one of the few places like Rhode Island that had no established religion. William Penn, a Quaker, made sure that religious pluralism was a reality, and this was a wonderful opportunity for Baptists, as you can imagine. Thomas Dungan pastored an early particular Baptist church just north of Philadelphia in 1684. Elias Keach led the Pennypeck, or Lower Dublin Congregation, as it's also known, and was very active in evangelistic preaching all through the southern Jersey and Philadelphia areas. This led to numerous particular Baptist churches being formed in several places, so that in 1707, they formed the Philadelphia Baptist Association, the first such organization in the colonies. There were also Baptist churches formed in the eastern and central parts of the Jerseys, and many Welsh Baptists moved to Philadelphia. It was out of this strong confessional group of churches that much good was done in planting churches and solidly and confessionally establishing them all over the nation in the years that followed. So that's the big picture of particular Baptists in the colonies in the 1600s. You might think this listing of churches is pretty sparse. Well, you'd be right. Although there were perhaps 130 particular Baptist churches in England in 1700, it is thought that there were only about 24 such churches in the colonies. Almost all of these were in Rhode Island and around Philadelphia. Now, this was to change dramatically in the next century. But before we look at that, we need to examine some of the extraordinary people and events among these first Baptist churches. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace.